Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Almost there. Oh, yeah, okay. I heard the windshield turn on. Uh, are you still mad at me? <sighs> nah, not really. Maliki gave me some of those jerky stripes he made this morning. Uh. I guess I was just hangry. <laughs> I told you, she she's cranky with her food. <laughs> that, and I'm not really into that kind of drama. Oh. Look, I... I know I'm not a smart ass like you. I guess I, I kind of knew you thought of me that way. Your behavior made it pretty much clear. I guess um, it was more the way Ferris pointed it out that got to me. <laughs> oh shit! I am as blunt as a flint stone. Have you been with us the whole time? Uh, of course. Stalker. I'm in Raka's gemstone. Did you forget that? I thought Raka would have to summon you when we needed you. Hmm. Raka, you need to better educate this human. Yeah, Raka. To be fair, I wasn't sure either. I. I didn't know it would follow us like this. Yeah. If you had, I'm sure you wouldn't have said those things about them earlier. (laughs) (laughs) If you had known your monohorn would be inhabited by Veyron, I'm sure you would have polished it Uh, for it. (laughs) Touché. Polish my... Is that a thing you score do with your horns? You polish them? So, how's it in that monohorn? It's a gem, not a horn. Oh, it's quite comfortable. (laughs) I enjoy the view. Raka is quite tall. Oh, yeah. And it's been a long while since I had a chance to see anything outside of my grove. Aren't you getting motion sick? Hmm. I know I would be if I were in your place. Always made me puke when I played first-person games. I can tolerate it. Mm-hmm. But I don't perceive the world the same way you do. Oh. On another note, does anyone have any thoughts on how we could deal with the Finar? Mm-hmm. I thought of something. You... The mayor. Feed on... 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 The clouds prevent that. But with my athwart, I could... No chance, Rund. You've had your fair share of throwing our own runes haphazardly today. Oh, come on. You made so much progress earlier. Don't throw that to the wind. I want to move on. This... This thing has kept us long enough. We wasted a day on one veil. It will take a long time to fix the hole. That's what I said earlier. Fine. Let's hurry this along. Ferris, do you have any suggestions how we could deal with the Fenar? You won't like my suggestion. I'm willing to try anything a Varen suggests. Uh. Is it just a matter of who gives you the advice then? What? Yeah. No! The quality of the suggestion does not matter to you. That's that's not when it. You I set the term for Malachi's tether. You get him an out if he can prove to you that he can be trusted. Yet you condemn him to inactivity. Yeah. I one cannot prove one's trustworthiness with one's hands tied behind their back. Yeah. What are you getting at? The Fenar depend on weather conditions. What better element to influence the weather than wind? You suggest I let him free up the sky? That's exactly what I tried to suggest. Was it? Yes. Yes. Then Ferris is just more convincing than you. (laughs) Isn't that a rather short-term solution, though? Very good, little human. Yes. That approach won't last long. A gust of air and it will be overcast again. Is there anything we can do to change the conditions permanently? Hmm. Hmm. There is. But it is not something to tamper with lightly. What do you mean? Tell me, Great Patcher. 
Have you ever mended a hole in your attire? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> I fixed holes in my clothes before. Ah. Humans. Humans don't fix things. Humans scrap things. Mm. They leave their broken things everywhere. Mm. All over Scouter's horn. Well, is that how you got your pants then? Because they look trashy. <laughs> how did a human learn mm. to mend fabric? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been in a situation where I couldn't afford to throw stuff away, mm. so I had to learn to repair it instead. Ah. Then why not enlighten this great patcher how it's done? Mm. <laughs> okay, fine. You just pull a thread through the fabric on one side of the hole, then through the other side, and pull. <laughs> Rinse and repeat until the hole is closed. Excellent. <laughs> yes, that is how it's done. So we fix the hole the same way. Hmm. Pull a thread through the aether phrase and bring it to the other side of the scouter's horn. Ah. Very good. See, patcher? This uneducated lot seems to know your job better than you do. <laughs> Yay! I, I don't see how any of this would help the Fienar. <laughs> oh, you are dense today. Um, the Aetherweb is a surge, a wave, like ebb and flow. It comes, it goes. In the past few decades, these surges on the wind and water weaves have caused the climate on the Skunder to grow colder. As a result, the Fienar have been getting less nourishment every year. They starve. Just like the skur, to make this a little more relatable to you, Maliki. Are you writing this down, Raka? This is important. The skur used to be able to sustain themselves when the land was more fertile. They fed on the large Koshoris herds, which used to live here. But as the climate changed, they became scarce. They are almost extinct now. And without the Koshoris, the skur starved, just like the Fenar. How does the Aetherweb play into that change? Hmm. It is the fabric of this world, human. It is the grid, the... Yes, wireframe, if you want to think oh, of it that way. Okay. But it is not unchangeable. Hmm. It shifts. Hmm. It is like fabric in the truest sense. Folding, unfolding, fraying, tangling, slipping. Without a seam, it rips. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm getting that analogy. Hmm. Hmm. So if I patched this tangle weave that way instead of the normal way, huh. that would fix the surges of the web in place, stabilize the weather on the skunder, and the situation for the Fenar huh. would normalize? Yes. Not only the Fenar, but all who live on the skunder would benefit of this. Warmer primates means more food for prey. Huh? More food for Skurka. Oh. They wouldn't need to raid Kyrgyz settlements anymore. Hmm. It kind of sounds like you're already on board with this. I... <sighs> I would prefer not to tamper with the weather. Ah. Can't I patch this tangleweave the regular way? Yeah, I was wondering about that. What is the regular way? Oh, you mean by asking other Veyron to do the dirty work for you? The normal way would involve asking Veyron near the holes to <laughs> connect the aether phrase back together oh. in exchange for favors and oaths, like the one I made with Ferris. Hmm. But this tangleweave is too big to fix with your regular methods. By the sound of it, this tangleweave is quite large. Yes. Larger than any I had patched before. Damn! We have great power, but it is not unlimited. Oh. The distances we'd have to pull those frays are too great, even if all of us consented to work together. Mm. Yet that would not change the weather conditions. Mm. But patching the hole the way you suggested would result in warmer climate on the Skunder. Yes. Who knows what else it might affect? Oh. Yeah. 
Climate change can have a pretty wide reach. Ah. We had that many decades ago on Earth. The climate on the Skunder has always affected the whole of Xanon, hmm. and will continue to do so regardless of your intervention. Warmer or colder, it does not matter. The rest of Xeon will follow suit. What matters is how well mortals adapt and deal with the repercussions. Skur have adapted well enough that they managed to survive. The Koshoris have not. That is the way of nature. Those who are not willing or too slow to change will fall victim to change itself. Mm. What is your assessment on the situation as a Vayron? Ah, good question, Raka. Change is a pendulum. It swings back and forth between two extremes. Beenar are nature van, and they should not need to make this radical a decision. In my opinion, the Skunder weather has reached its extreme and is ready to swing back the other way. Any further and the overall temperature in Zeo will drop significantly. Oh, okay. I see. <sighs> uh, there it is. Oh. oh, thank the Fjarta, it's still here. That's the Finar and the Stone Serpent, Ferris. Repugnant. <laughs> Wait, so are you disgusted by that? Or do you want to help them? The way you spoke of them earlier sounded like you felt sorry for them. I do. As a person, I feel sorry necessity drove them to such extreme measures. As Varen, I am disgusted that they would take up something as petty as a mortal's body. Hmm. They are not meant to have physical bodies. The physical world is for mortals, not for Varen. Any kind of air that goes against that simple principle is an abomination. Disgraceful. Despicable. Have you ever tried having a body? <laughs> oh, the 14 forbid, no. I would rather return myself to the weed than do that. Really? I really despise inhabiting anything physical. Even Raka's gem I only reluctantly inhabit. But my curiosity far exceeds my disproval. Mm-hmm. Ah. I seem to remember having heard of a Varen who tried to attain a mortal's body. Uh, well, what? take it from someone that has a body. Um, I don't really recommend uh, it. <laughs> Leaving it from place to place is a chore, and breathing is a nuisance. Uh, but, hey, food is great. <laughs> oh, you should try it out for food, if nothing else. You might enjoy it. Oh, buffets, mm, chicken wings. <laughs> I think oh. that is an experience I can do with that. No, really. Maliki's a great cook. He just made beef jerky. You should. I, I, at any rate, it looks like they've snapped quite a few vines already. We better get on this immediately. With the overcast sky, it's hard to tell, but I think the sun is almost setting. Yes. We should clear up the sky before that happens so they can get a few rays of sunlight. You got a plan? We will do what Ferris suggested. Maliki, hmm? I will free your tether and I want you to... No, 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 no. Um, Ask, Raka. Uh, Don't command. Uh, I... No wonder he isn't getting the hang of that concept. I, this is uh, not how you treat your companions, Raka. Uh, this is how you treat your subordinates, uh, your housemates and household. Damn. Didn't you abjure your inheritance as mistress? I... Of course I did. I have no interest in leading a household. <laughs> then why do you treat your companions this way? Um, Damn! I'm starting to like this guy. <laughs> Can we keep him? Mm, don't worry, little human. You're not in danger of being rid of me anytime soon. <clears throat> uh, well? Um, Malachi. Yes? If I free up your Ethbor, will you help me with this? Hmm. Can you clear up the sky? I suggested that earlier. I know. I, I apologize for 
ignoring your suggestion earlier. I will do anything to get my athwork back. Uh. And if my wind rooms can help change the conditions for Skurka, I will help. Good. Um, all right. What about you, Lynn? Um, me? What could I possibly do that Malachi or Ferris can? Hmm. I need you to be my eyes. You have to see the wheel for me. The wheel? Wouldn't Mel be better for that job? Uh, I can't see the weave. Oh. I can only see rooms and vent. Oh, right. Forgot about that. Yeah, okay, sure. What did you have in mind? I plan to shoot an arrow with a thread wound through the weave. Um. Like you said, pull a thread through the fabric. Uh-huh. But I need you to tell me where to aim. Okay, sure. I think I can do that, but I don't know where left and right is. <laughs> a good plan. Uh, all right. <laughs> Are you ready for your wind runes, White Eye? I am the wind. <laughs> Not this again. Yes! Yes! <laughs> what are you doing? Malachi? He can fly! He's an angel! Malachi, get back down here! Rise! Malachi, rise! Trust him. Trust him? He just flew off to ditch us! He's... Breaking the clouds apart. Yes. Why did he need to fly there? He could have just done it from here. Mm -hmm. For special effects, maybe? I mean, it worked. Look special. I mean, can you fly? You've kept him on a short leash for five days. Didn't you notice how excited he was to get his runes back? It is part of who he is, after all. Yeah, he probably just needs to stretch his invisible wings. Oh, don't you support his whole I am the wind crap. He's a squirrel, not an Eshervale. There's no part of him that is the wind. If you say so, Raka. Unless he eats beads. But really, it looked like part of his body dissolved and flowed away like water. It pretty much does look like he's part of the wind when he does that. Uh, he's using too many rooms again. But at least it's starting to clear up. Look, you were right. It's on the sunset. Dang! And the rays are falling directly on the stone serpent. The Thenar sing their appreciation. Yay! Music! <laughs> now they can finally photosynthesize again. Or stone synthesize. Um, what's Latin for stone? Great. At least that worked out. So pretty. I wish I could take a picture of that. You can draw pictures later. Draw. Do you see the weave? I'm not sure. Is that what looks like water lights? I'm not sure what that is. Mm -hmm. You're looking at the right thing. Oh, so you can see it too? Wouldn't it make more sense if you direct her? With you sitting on her forehead and that? <laughs> That's not part of our oath. Sorry, I pledge my knowledge, not my sight. <laughs> What did you do? I touched a thread room to the arrow. Mm, can you even shoot it that high? We'll have to find out. Hmm. A word of advice, human? Um, sure. Let her aim for the part where all the different colored weaves overlap. That way you make sure all the weaves get tied together. The point where the arrow pierced the weave will repel clouds. That will give the female a permanent window through which they can get sunshine. But, but the layers are all moving. None of them are... Yeah. Okay, sure. Let's do the first playthrough on nightmare mode. I can do that. Oh, 
Maliki! Brunt! I, you came back! Yes! Uh, you had doubts. Not me, but... Who told you you could just fly off like that? You told me to clear up the sky. I did. You could have done that from here. There was no need for you to fly up there. Wind loses force if it has to blow long distances upwards. That is correct. It was easier this way. Checks out for me. Can you two just stop falling on my back? <laughs> but it's so entertaining. What he said. Can't argue with that. Let's just move on. The clouds are moving back together already. Gee, party pooper. Okay. Where do I aim? Um, let me stand behind you so I know where you're looking. <sighs> sure. By the way, how many tries have you got for this? Preferably just one. Oh, you only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. Gee, a way to lift the pressure, Raka. All right, let's lose ourselves in the music. The layers are all moving, but I think they're aligned. They're there. I can't see where you're pointing. Get on my other side. Oh, dang it. Okay, there. Come on, fire. Shoot, do something. Calm down. The layers are moving out of alignment. Fine. <laughs> Way off. Uh, Not even close. Oh, you had one job, Raka. One. Uh, Ferris. Yes. You either help me with the aim or you don't. But don't give me remarks like that <laughs> after I shot. Oh, the shots have been fired. Oh, excuse me. I thought you couldn't see the web. I was mistaken in thinking that you wanted me to inform you about the things you couldn't see. Go fetch, Maliki. Yes. No, don't. Yanwajia. Yarta. <laughs> I didn't think he'd actually do it. Why do you give him commands like that? What's the big deal? He seems happy to help. He's not supposed to be using wind runes. I'm supposed to hold his tail. Hey, why don't we just let him pull the thread through the weave? He can just fly to the point where they overlap and poke the arrow through, can't he? That, that won't work. Not without Edward all four elements. <sighs> Look, when he comes back, let's just try this with a little more focus. <sighs> we don't need to rush things. If the layers move out of alignment, we'll wait for the next opportunity. All right. Sorry. I I got a little nervous when you said we only had one chance. And then all the layers have to be aligned too. And that just happened and I didn't want to mess it up. Sorry. I didn't mean to put pressure on you. It's all right. Really. I'm used to... Well, I should be used to working under pressure. <laughs> Here's your arrow. Oh, good boy, Maliki. Good boy, Mel. Mel, 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 Mel. Oh, come on, you like it, don't you? No, I... Paferindia, Dina, I didn't do anything. That was not necessary. You ditched us. I came back. Raka, you really have a problem. You knew I was only going to temporarily free your Ethwar. And I knew your bickering was going to be like this. But how can you stand this a full day, human? Well, they have the moments. It helps thinking of them as two chihuahuas barking at each other. In the end, they're all just threats, but no real danger. Like shark claws. Yeah. Ready, Lynn? Um, not much more than before, but sure. Remember, we don't have to rush it. All right. Hmm. Um, oh. It's all chaos! There is order in all chaos, human. Uh, that is the way of nature. The weave is no exception. Hmm. Watch the layers. Okay. Learn their flow. Mm -hmm. Predict where they will overlap. Uh, I'm trying to, but right now it's all just a wild kaleidoscope of colors. Take your time. There's pink and green, blue. Yeah, I think I can see where that one's going. And the white one is moving almost the opposite direction with a slight tilt. The blue one is... Oh, it rotates. Okay. 
were, right? I think I can tell where they will overlap. Great. Show me. Wait for it. Mm, wait for it. Yes, rotating, rotating. Three, two. There! <laughs> Close. Not enough momentum. That bow is not strong enough. So it just needs some more force? <clears throat> Let me try to... Don't be too hard on yourself. We can try again. You're not coming back down here without... Elin, is everything all right? You don't sound good. She seized the arrow. Are you steering the room? Oh, Fjarta, we wanted to test that. Shut up, please. Need to focus. You'll have plenty of opportunity to test that skill. Were you aware that she could do that? I am aware of most things that are tied in with the Aether Web. Can she actually continue steering the arrow even if it's losing speed? Hmm. I'm through. What do I do with the arrow now? No need to hold on. Oh, all right. That was almost as straining as keeping that rock afloat. And it's just an arrow. Well done. Really? <laughs> I got a praise from the great Raka <laughs> since they finally noticed me. But how will we get the Gliffy rune back now? It drops from the sky on its own. Like that. Oh, yeah. Gravity. I forgot about that. Ferris, will this suffice? Yes. Hold on to that arrow. It is your threaded needle. Take it to the other edges of the tangle weave and repeat this procedure. All right. Be sure you remember which arrow had the rune on it. I might not be able to see runes, but I'm not dumb. I can feel runes I made myself. Will we actually have to go back and forth from one end of the mountain to the other? The way you would patch a hole? That would be the best course of action, yes. Other Varen might consent to pull the strings through the edges for you. That way you don't need to continuously go through the Aether phrase. But wouldn't that just mean involving Veyron again? I thought the main reason to do it this way was to avoid involving Veyron. Hmm. The main reason was that this will stabilize the weather. And because no Veyron will be able to fix this large of a tangle weave on their own, oh, yeah. not the way Raka would usually patch them, <laughs> it is simply too big. Mm -hmm. But there is no shame in asking for a Veyron support regardless. Yeah. As much fun as the Tangleweave is, it caused just as many problems to us as it does to you mortals. Mm. I think we'll go with that then. <sighs> Thanks, Ferris. You're welcome, Raka. So, so what will the Stonefingers do now? Hmm. Feast, I assume. And then break their formation and settle once they realize there's no need to relocate anymore. <sighs> Alright. Well, seems like this issue is resolved. Awkward Raka got in some parts there. So cute. No, 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 no. What? This is wrong. What's wrong? They shouldn't be tempering with the weather like this. Akasa, is it your Rontar from the desert? What, what's that got to do with anything? Shouldn't you be more enthusiastic that Raka wants to stop the cold weather from the Skunda causing the overall climate in Zia to drop? My personal feelings have nothing to do with this. Surely? If there's one key rule all magic apprentices have to learn before beginning their education, it is never to tamper with the weather. Oh. Even if it was suggested by Veyron? I... I don't really know. They have great importance to all manner of magic users, but almost no credence to inventors of magic technology. Oh. I'm uncertain how much value to give to their words. I think maybe we should just leave it to Raka to decide whether to believe in what the Veyron suggested or not. I mean, she has got more experience with them than either of us. <sighs> I suppose you're right. 
And also, we heard Lynn use that odd magic again. Aren't you excited for that? Of course, I... I, I probably need to re-listen to this recording to really analyze what she did there. I was a little preoccupied with the whole weather issue. <laughs> and this is the fourth recording we listened to today. I don't yawn. You're probably tired and well-saturated with thoughts. I'm sorry. Mm, you're probably right. We should probably wrap this up for today, huh? Sure, let, let's do that. I'm tired. Let's do that. Oh, um, hang on. Uh, the spear ran out of ink. It's fine. Wait, hmm? is this... Is this one of those pens that turns speech into writing? Uh, a scriber? With disabled enchantments, yes. You could have used that to transcribe the recordings, couldn't you? I tried. They can't distinguish between multiple speakers and don't do well with punctuation in conversations. The scripts come out in a jumble and need heavy editing. Mm. Scribers make much more sense if you dictate letters, theses, or journals. Ah, oh, right, right. I understand. Well, I, I ask because I don't think I've ever used one before. <laughs> that is why you're such a quick quick writer. I almost called you a scriber. Because you're, you're better than one. <laughs> Thank you. Some of my richer students only use scribers on their no. homework, and they don't even bother correcting the papers they hand in. That's so lazy. They are so slow to write things down in class. It's a curse. <laughs> oh no, that sounds awful. Oh, it is, I tell you. <laughs> <sighs> ah! There we go. Alright, the pen's ready. Okay. Date of recording, same as the previous ones. The vocal enchantments woven by Cassie Berlinicky, Aethor Vither's son, Carolyn Monterola, Esther Ellis, Ham Brewster, and Travis Vengroff. Music shells provided by Fui Madun. Audio enchantments by Sarah Baczynski of Polarity Audio Works. Written and produced by Cassie Rilenki. Fehu, little mortals. Cassie here. Hope you enjoyed the episode. What you just heard, episode 12, marks the end of season 1 of Counterbalance. I'm so glad we finally got to see the end of the season. And thank you so much for sticking around with me for so long. If you enjoyed the show so far, now would be a great time to maybe share it with a friend if you know someone who might be into this kind of content. That would really help us out. And maybe leave us a review on iTunes or Podchaser, even if it's just a star rating. Those kind of things really help. As for Counterbalance Season 2, due to some private matters that came up earlier in the year, we're a little bit behind on production schedule. So since this is a good time to break up production, Counterbalance is going on a five-month hiatus. Don't worry, I'm almost at the season finale on that one. So I just need to finalize the last few episodes and save some money to pay for the sound design. Yeah, that kind of thing is really expensive. <laughs> and I just came back from Iceland, where I attended the wedding of Aethor, who played Malaki, and uh, Hem, who played Yosha. Those two got married. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, which is kind of part of the reason why the entire production got a little bit delayed. I think you can all understand why we are a little bit behind on schedule. <laughs> so yeah, next episode of Counterbalance will be released 15th of October on the main feed. And if you are a Patreon subscriber on the Blighthouse Studio Patreon, you will get access to the next episode on the 15th of September. In the meantime, if you haven't already, please check out our other shows on the Blighthouse Studio. You can find out more about other shows like The Lucky Die and The Four Top Threes on blighthouse.studio. That's the website, blighthouse.studio. We are currently also working on a new production for which we might start releasing details uh, in the meantime. So keep an eye out on the website, the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash blighthouse and our social media feeds. You can find Blighthouse Studio on Facebook and Twitter. New details will start dropping soon and I'm very excited to share that production with you soon. 
Anyway, you're about to hear an ad for Microphones and Monsters. If that's your cup of tea, please do check it out. And if you don't hear from me until the next release, remember to seek the truth. Fehu! Microphones and Monsters is a Cthulhu D&D actual play with a balance of horror, mystery, and comedy. Our story begins in a 1920s Magitech noir setting. We follow the story of Alistair. That power is very much something that I need, and I don't want that to stop. Victor. I don't think I want to help you. And Julian. It's burning. What happened here can't see the light of day. As they come face to face with Eldritch Horrors. (laughs) I don't think you could ever stop me. And try not to fall into madness. Go to microphonesandmonsters.com or listen wherever podcasts are found. This has been a Blighthouse Studio production. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.